Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt.
somebody else's opinion ever? Have you failed to step forward because ooh, what will people think? I mean, haven't we all had that restraint at some point? And so that story is telling us it can't be that important to you or you won't get to the resurrected state. You have to let it go. And I think the thing that's so important for us to recognize is that he didn't just say, oh, you know, like taking off the jacket. That's all right. I don't need what other people's opinions. It was taken from him. In our lives, things will be taken from us. We may have our reputation attacked. We may have somebody that we loved, that we thought we'd spend our lives with, disappear for some reason from our lives. We may have something happen to our health, and we no longer have the health we thought we had. We may have issues with our children, and we aren't able to keep them safe in front of us. All kinds of things are stripped from us in our lives. The only choice that we get is how do we handle that? Do we rail against it saying, unfair, unfair? Or do we let go and say like Jesus said, not, God, why have you forsaken me? Although we might feel that way. That's a mistranslation. What he said is, this is what I came for. This is the whole point of my life. And it isn't, it isn't dying. It's dying to all the things that we thought were in, intrinsic to us that weren't. So that we could get to the point, so that he could get to the point where he had incredible power where he made a quantum leap in his consciousness. That's what we're going for. And in order to do it, we have to be willing to go through the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, as Hamlet would say. We have to accept that's part of it, but not focus on that because we're gonna go beyond that. We always have to know that there's more, that we are more. And that is possible. It's possible for all of us. I was thinking this morning as, as different littles came back in to be with their moms, how, how we grow. We start out with, okay, we can, we can go in there for a little bit and then we're back. And that's okay. As we're all growing, the amount of time that we get to be in the wild world of greater possibilities expands. All in our own time. But always knowing that there's a wild possibility out there for us. We can be so much more. Over the next 
weeks and months, we're going to be doing a lot of focusing on how the technology. Starting next week, we're going to do this rainbow meditation, a color a, a color a week, that steps us into a higher spectrum of living. And we'll be focusing the talks on all of these quantum powers that are there for each of us. So that it isn't just something that we say, yeah, 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 we, yeah, we could be more. And then we don't do anything about it. We're going to really get into technology of how. How can we do that? How can we be more? One of the things I think that we have to hold on to through whatever goes on, and I think this would be the, the technology for today, is to hold on to the idea that no matter what happens, God is in that. So I want to give you a couple of stories. One is a gentleman that I worked with that from, I think it was when he graduated from high school, somewhere in that time frame, he became enamored um, with the idea of being a policeman. And he really, he had a lot of energy around protecting others and being a force in the world for safety. And so he, he became a policeman and he served for many years doing that. And then he was, um, he was sent on a lot of cases where there would be domestic violence and things like that. And he, he had to be the protecting. Um, and he tried to be very compassionate with whoever it was he had to interact with. But that was his work in the world. And then he got into this relationship with this woman, which initially was wonderful and then was not at all. And it culminated in this one evening where she was just, I, I don't know if she was like off her meds or what her issue was, but she was, she was really quite violent and throwing things. And it, it sounded like a very scary situation to be in. And he got himself out of the situation and called the police because he was concerned that she would hurt herself and wouldn't be safe. And so, because in that state there was a, if somebody calls 911, somebody's going to jail rule about domestic violence. When they came in there and the place is a mess and she's a wreck, they arrested him. And he was, at that point, he was somebody who works with, um, immigration, people who are here um, having issues with deportation. And, you know, he's very, very high level, works all over the country. His reputation is everything to him in terms of his career. And suddenly, he's being arrested for domestic violence. It completely skews his credibility. Well, he did, he was released and no charges were ever pressed, and it ended up being okay, but he, he lived for a year in total fear of what would happen to him if word got out about this, even though he hadn't done anything. That is a crucifixion story. And it's very hard when that happens. Like Kevin, you were talking about the different kinds of prayers. This would, this would be a prayer where 
there's no quick answer coming. And you have to hold on to the knowing that the source of your safety is not in other people and what they think of you. And even if the word had gotten out and it had completely ruined his career, God would still be present. God would still be expressing as him. But that's hard. That's hard in that situation. Somebody that many of you know, Joanne Daly, who was the, our prayer chaplain here for many years, she told me that I could share this story with her. She moved down to Sacramento to be with family because she's been having um, memory issues. And we've continued to be prayer partners. But um, Thursday, I was on the phone with her, and I had finished doing my prayer, and, and she said something, and then she got quiet, and I thought she was having an emotional moment, and I was just giving her some space to have her tears, and it kept going, and it kept going. And then I heard her granddaughter come in and say, Nana, Nana, and there was no response, and I realized she was having an episode, a seizure is what they've been calling them, on the phone. And she was out for quite a while, and I just stayed on the phone, not knowing, I, I just didn't want to leave her like that. And um, finally, she started to come back online, but she wasn't really saying things that were particularly coherent. And I got her to get up and call her um, daughter to come in so that I knew that she wasn't alone and I talked to the daughter but afterwards we talked some more and, and it's just so terribly hard for her because she's at a space where she is watching her abilities leave and, and she was saying to me well I just have to learn the lesson in it and I said maybe there's no lesson Maybe there is no lesson. It's just accepting that this is what's happening. It's accepting that you're in a phase of life and maybe you're really a pioneer in this because you're, you're conscious as it's happening. And, and by conscious, I mean like spiritually awake. Maybe it's about letting go of the idea that it's what we do that makes us okay. Because what happens then when we can't do it anymore? Whether it's something physically that we do or it's our thinking. We go back to Descartes, I think, therefore I am, which he didn't say but implied, therefore I have value. What happens? when our thinking is no longer at our command. Do we still have value? Is there value in us just as beings when we're not doing anything? Whatever it is in our lives that we're wanting that isn't happening yet, do we only have value when we get that? Or, like Nolan said earlier, are we all good right now, just as we are? I mean, that was truth, wasn't it? We all heard it when he said it. 
that is what opens the door to the Easter state. When we realize we're all good already, all that stuff we can let go of. Maybe we didn't want to, but we still can. And then we can begin to step into another reality that's so much more. But maybe not as the world measures. This is what we can do for today. We can hold on to this. We can begin to create a relationship with part of us that is so much more. And so I want to take us into a meditation now. We're, we're going to do a meditation of connecting with our higher selves, our, our true friend. And after that, we're going to, we'll have some music, and then we're going to do our wreath ceremony. So I'll explain a little bit more about that, but that's kind of the sequence of how this is going to go now. So close your eyes. And I want you to just say to yourself, awake, my soul. Wake up, it's time. And imagine your soul opening these French doors and stepping out into this beautiful meadow with light everywhere and coming toward you is the highest version of you. It's the version of you that is plugged into all that is at all times, who knows exactly what you need and how to get there. is connected to all the people that ever were, who has a memory that doesn't fail to remember what's important for you, who has incredible vision, who can actually move into the future and bring goodness back, ideas back to us here in the present. There's no limit to what this version of you can do. And I want you to take your hands and reach them up like you're playing patty cake. And reach them up and imagine that you're holding your hands with this one who we will call the friend. And you can feel the energy streaming from the friend's hands into yours. transfers, you can feel yourself moving into oneness with the friend, so that you're so close that it's hard for you to tell where you end and the friend begins, where you feel light, the truth, 
love. You will be that. And so I'm going to invite each one of us after the song to come up and choose a flower. We're going to go and we're going to put a flower onto this wreath. And if you look at the wreath right now, you see that this wreath is very bare. And that's how our chances look sometimes, isn't it? We think, there's, I've got nothing. What am I going to be able to do? And yet, as I place my flower in here, everything starts to change. There's hope now. Something has changed. But mine by itself is an improvement. When we come together, when we all do this and add our flowers, the transformation of what we can do together is phenomenal. When you come up, there's a basket here that's empty now. And I'm going to invite you to put all your offerings in, your prayer claims, your money, your building fund, your good energy, so that what you're doing in this walking meditation is you're saying, I choose to awake. I choose to put my energy.